Yo, Rex, I got some food for you, some dot nuggets in the up. You okay? Ralph, why don't we talk? Don't I do just this. feel like Please ever do since this. last year we don't spend time together anymore. Oh, come on. I'm just saying. Well, you know I had to defend my PhD and then we had to move to Philadelphia. Right? And? Yes, yes. I know I've been away for a while. We haven't been spending time with each other, but bro is to provide for us and I don't know, just doing the show again. I just don't want to do the same thing we kept doing over and over again. We don't have to do the same thing. We can switch it up. I mean, I do like a good change up, but I'm just unsure. Sounds like we gotta do a proof of concept. Sit down. Alright, alright. Alright, I'm down. So how do we start this? Like this. Check, check, one, two. Hello and welcome to Scientifically Sound, where we make science fun for everyone with a comeback well done. I'm your host, Ralph from the South with the homie. Rex the Lab Tech, and might I say it feels good to be back in a new way. Well, you know, with the move to Philadelphia, me becoming a postdoc, it's been a lot, these changes. And, you know, with those changes happening in my life, this has to change as well. So, how should we start? How about some science news, Rex? Hit us with it. We know radio hits that make waves that have us talking, but a radio burst? Astronomers from Swinburne University of Technology in Australia report the oldest to date fast radio burst ever. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What is a fast radio burst? Give us the 411. Fast radio bursts are brief flashes of radio emission from extragalactic sources. That's space route. Got it. Proceed. Using the Australian Square Kilometer Array Pathfinder radio telescope, this electromagnetic wave was determined to be... Did I read that right? Eight billion years old! Talk about prehistoric. And I should know. I'm a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Prehistoric over here. Thank you, Rex, for that update from Down Under. Now, you know in Scientifically Sound, we always got to flip it up with a sound bite. So here it is. This is Edwin Starr, Happy Radio. Welcome back to Scientifically Sound. That was Happy Radio by Edwin Starr. And what I'm holding below here is the album cover. As you can tell, multiple colors, multiple feels. It's definitely a vibe. Even the back is something that I fully enjoy where Edwin is fully smiling and dancing as he created this hit single. Ah, the radio, right? It's been a while since I've actually listened to the radio. Most of the time when I listen to the radio, it's usually when I go home 
and I'm driving my car around Atlanta. But I still remember days riding around with my mom and dad and my little brother, and we would be listening to a couple of the different radio stations, like V103, which was the people station where they played the top 40 hits, or the gospel station 97.5, Magic 107.5, which was for the old school heads. That's probably why I'm the way I am now. And then WCLK 91.9. And ultimately, I would end up trying to do my own radio show in my college days when I would go to Furman and try to link up with people at, at WPLS and ultimately now that I'm in Philly we have like Power 99 FM for hip-hop all of these things have now moved into say the digital age where radio is now being broadcast on the internet and I'm still amazed to this day about the advancements of telecommunication came about especially now to the forefront as we have developed this famed radio broadcast and advancements are not even new in this field right so we can even go back to the 1980s which is why we're headed to this particular song at this point in the 1980s about 80 percent to 90 percent of americans have a radio in their home or somewhere at their job and so it's only right that we draw inspiration for this episode of scientifically sound with the disco hit happy radio by edwin star h-a-p-p-y let me calm down <laughs> if you are not familiar with edwin star you will most likely remember his voice from the 1970s protest song against the vietnam war and hereafter for many other protests for different wars and different conflicts and it's war what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It was in 1979 after he already made the romantic hit Contact where we would find him keeping the wheels turning on the disco front as he would capture the essence in a song of the uplift that we get when we wake up, maybe driving to or from work, or maybe you're taking a sec just to turn the dial a little bit to your favorite radio station to listen in all to your favorite hits. A promo video was made for the Edwin Starr Happy Radio, which I will play to the side here. As you can see, it's Edwin playing himself. He's playing the show host, the show monitor, and the show guest that they have. And he's speaking in the microphone. He's playing with the faders. It's the whole shebang of what it's like to be at a radio station. I miss those days, don't I? He even has an oscilloscope which measures and displays voltage over time. All this is interesting on their own, but then it has to be broadcast outward. How does that happen? How does it get to our home radios and car radios? Well, they do not call them airwaves for nothing. There are waves happening all around us, all due to something called the electromagnetic spectrum. In this case, waves are going to be oscillating in the electric field and the magnetic field. And when it comes to this, it's gonna be based on the amplitude of the wave, which you can consider, say, the peak height to the equilibrium position of said wave after it goes with the cycle, and the frequency of the wave, which is gonna be based on the number of waves over a set time. Take a look at this figure here. When it comes to this figure, you can see radio waves are all the way at the low end, not a tribe called quest of the spectrum long wavelength low frequency low energy when it comes to radio 
there's a machine called a transmitter and this transmitter actually sends out information over to our radios that we have but there has to be something happening there so typically in a transmitter there are these negatively charged particles within the antenna called electrons and they're going to be oscillating back and forth back and forth to create a electric current and they're moving really fast you can even imagine them moving like you know how basketball players sometimes run suicides in a gym not my favorite exercise but it got the point done and this oscillation will go so fast that it will emit a radio wave frequency that is then going to be irradiating out of the antenna of the transmitter. But it doesn't go immediately to our boombox. This wave frequency has to be modulated, crafted, and even molded to a better format so we can hear the information that's going to be picked up and received from said studio. So from there, the wave frequency will go through a modulator circuit, which it's an electronic signal that is going to be supplemented to the transmitter. Think of it as just giving a message or a maybe a hit single to just be put on that radio wave frequency. Now, this wave can be modulated in two ways, and it's actually given us a hint most of the time when we've been playing with the radio. It's modulated via AM and FM. AM is amplitude modulation, where the electronic signal that's being given to the radio frequency is going to be changing the amplitude of the wave. Meanwhile, with FM, you probably guessed it, it's frequency modulation, where the electronic signal that's being administered to the radio wave is going to change the frequency of that said wave. Afterwards, when you're done with modulation, the wave is then amplified and then is going through the satellites to be picked up by our radio's antenna. So the big three, oscillate, modulate, amplify. As radio waves head over to your car radio or maybe your home radio, the receiver on your radio's end will go in a roundabout way to essentially do what the transmitter did. The waves that it's receiving will excite the electrons in your antenna, causing an oscillation once again. Meanwhile, you're turning that dial, trying to get the hit you're trying to get in order to hone in on a particular frequency. This is through a concept called resonance, where the circuit that's in the receiver, which is called a LC circuit or an inductor capacitor circuit, will tune into the frequency of a transmission. It's kind of like, that's the way, you're at a party and it's loud and everyone's talking, everyone's dancing and vibing, and you see someone who is just as weird as you breaks out into the funky chicken and you naturally also join in in doing the funky chicken what just me that's fine <laughs> anyway that signal with the information is then amplified and then it'll be demodulated by the receiver overall we'll be cleaning up that noise that is received from the radio session so we can get that sweet sweet music and that makes me h-a-p-p-y thank you so much for joining us on scientifically sound this was a little bit different for me but i definitely had a fun time maybe rex was on to something yeah 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 quiet anywho please like share subscribe and engage with us at scientifically sound on instagram i'm ralph from the south i'm rex the lab tech we'll see you next time bye